Phoenix FM. Coming up next, we've got Greta Brandler, 104 years old, sharing some invaluable life advice. And one of the things I really gleamed from the interview was that you can go your own way, you can do your own thing. In the words of Fleetwood Mac, Greta said it first. Question number one. Okay, so I'm here with uh, at the Beaches Care Home, Nursing Home, Brentwood, uh, with a very special guest. I've got Greta Brandler. Greta, how are you? I'm very well, all the better for seeing you, my dear. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for chatting to me. Flattery will get me over. <laughs> I hear you're celebrating a pretty special birthday this weekend, is that right? Well, I'd be 104 on Sunday. And I can tell you, nobody's more surprised than me. <laughs> and then, when I was 80, I thought to myself, now, I'm old. I'm an old, old person. I'm going to put my feet up for the first time in my life and have a bit of peace and quiet. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> How's that working for you? <laughs> and now we're <laughs> wrong. We used to have a say here, you have three ages, childhood, mm. and then working 25 to... 65 and then you have 65 to 80 old age yeah, yeah well all of a sudden in the last 10 years certainly in the last five all of a sudden we have a fourth age yeah and some of the people who come in here and they're some of them a bit resentful a bit sad and a bit feeling that maybe they've been dumped in here to die which of course they have they, they, they find it very difficult, and I say to them, look, you're 90 or 95. For all you know, you've got another five or ten years. Yeah. So there is between the age of, I would say now, 65, 75 and 95, a fourth age. And that's come in the last five years. Yeah. You don't, before that, you did not get people my age. You're not over 100, I mean, very few. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. I tell you what's happening at the moment, but that focuses me a bit. The, the obituaries column, a lot of the Battle of Britain pilots. Yeah, they're all recently, gone. They're all gone except two. Yeah. Two, there are two left over 100. So there is the fourth age, but nobody knows how long they've got. Yeah. You don't know what's around the corner. Well, I've been very, very, very lucky. I have got not a lot of brains, but I've got common sense <laughs> and good genes. <laughs> sure, if you have common sense and good genes, you can weather any storm. Whenever you get old, it's the one thing. People sweep you under the carpet or they put you in here to die. But you have one thing which is very, very valuable. Time. Yeah. 
and I can give to you or to a friend's child time to listen, yeah. time to see this is a problem, how do we solve it without getting ourselves nicked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. When my young friends in their 40s and 50s and 60s come in here with trouble, husbands paying away, children on drugs, the whole business, uh, money, money things, I say to them, hang on, I'm cutting picking minute. The problem is that. But then they said, but Greta, you're very bossy. I said, no, I'm not bossy, I'm positive. I don't force them to do it. I point out what can be done, point out the problem. Because if you're up to your eyes in trouble, you don't know where you're... you're stuck in the wood and you can't see the trees. But if you can manage to pinpoint the problem bullseye and then think, now what can be done about that? And say, here you have a choice. Because they, when they come to see me, they haven't got a choice. They've got their backs against the wall and they need a bit of guidance. And you can call that bullying or directing or binding other people's business. You can call it what they li you like. But if they leave here feeling stronger and more hopeful and a bit better... Done your job. Bingo, you've done the job. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is that so many people live inside the boxes for the simple reason, what will the neighbours think? What will my family think? And I say to myself, stop the family. <laughs> or <laughs> Yeah, it's up <laughs> to you, isn't it? You you know, so. You've got to know what you want to do and you've got to stick with it. 98 FM. This is Phoenix 98 FM. That was Greta Brandler, 104 years old. As you can hear, she is an amazing woman. Great sense of humour, incredibly wise, and she's got literally bags of invaluable life information and advice. So don't go anywhere. She'll be back sharing some more absolute gold with us after this. This is Phoenix 98FM. 98FM. It absolutely is. You're listening to Phoenix FM's 123 show with me, Stuart Pink. Hello. Good to have you riding shotgun with us this afternoon. We've been talking to 104-year-old Greta Brandler from Beaches Care and Nursing Home in Brentwood. Meeting Greta was an absolute privilege, not just to get to know her and to hear some of her amazing stories, uh, but also to absorb some of her incredible life advice. Uh, she, she was dishing out life advice like the greatest TED Talk you've ever heard it was just it was brilliant without further delay here's a few more of greta's thoughts on life this is phoenix 98 fm you know George, your life is a, a series of accidents yeah. lots of people say no it's not it's preordained i don't believe that i believe that you can just open the door and there's the opportunity i want to tell you something i want to remember for the rest of your life any adversity or setback that you should happen to encounter, and you will undoubtedly encounter them yeah. at work or otherwise, say to yourself, maybe, just maybe, this is a blessing in disguise. Maybe this is something in the path, in my path, that has deflected me out of this particular path in another, in another direction. Yeah. If you go through life thinking, I'm not going to know anybody, which means I don't say anything, it means you'll never make a decision yeah. that matters. I was destined, my father was a farmer in the North of Ireland. He grew flax 
and when a cotton came in from America and from Egypt, he went bankrupt. Mm. He thought, well, I'm not, I can't, um, they uh, the made me bankrupt. Now, he was a very, what's the word, flexible man and very tolerant. Yeah. So my old man collected up half a dozen horses yeah. and he rented them out. And then, after a few years doing that, uh, he actually became an estate agent. But he said to me, Greta, if you go to agricultural college, I will give you a couple of fields and I will help you to open a poultry farm. Oh, right, yeah. I've got the land. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I said, right. <laughs> so off I went from a six-month course. Yeah. And I was bad. I was not good news when I was 18. I was uh, 17. <laughs> I, I had red hair and I had the temperament that went with it. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> and the first thing, I did very well at that school. And I did make wonderful butter and I could milk cows and the whole, the whole bit. Yeah. But I closed, I got myself expelled. Five and a half months on, I was expelled. <laughs> and my mother said, oh dear, oh dear, whoa, whoa, and weeping and wailing. And my father said, Martha, you never know. Maybe this is the best thing could have happened. Maybe she's not cut out for running around the field after chickens. Yeah, <laughs> something else, it's not for you. <laughs> so with hindsight, that what looked like a disaster was not. You have to be lucky and the job you choose in life and I hope that you enjoy what you're doing because if you don't get out you have to find young enough yeah. something that you do well and enjoy doing. Yeah, I get to come and talk to you. This is, this is a great job. <laughs> <laughs> I trained in guys and I came out with the certificates as people do mm. or a degree as people do and they don't quite know where they belong. Yeah. And this is where a lot of people make a bad mistake and make the wrong choice. Yeah. And people I've spoken to as patients, when I've said to them, would you do the same thing over again? A lot of them who lived in Hutton Mount said, no, no, I wouldn't do the same again. And I would say, hang on a minute, you've got a nice big house, you've got a family at university, you've got a wife who plays bridge and golf, you've got three cars in the garage, what do you mean you wouldn't do the same? What would you like to have done? Yeah. And I always said the same thing. <laughs> By the time you get them down to their underpants and their socks, they tell, they tend to tell you the truth. Yeah. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes willingly, sometimes reluctantly. And they would say, Grace, I can't tell you laugh. And I used to say, I will not laugh. Okay. I would like to have had a farm and bred llamas. <laughs> or sheep, or had a fish farm, yeah. something that's quite different. And I used to say, why did you, did you opt to be a solicitor? Why did you go in the stock exchange? My father pushed me. Yeah. And those were days when you did what your parents told you. Yeah. So yeah. father said, come in the business. And the world was full, and still is full, of round pegs and square holes and square pegs and round holes. And if they had their time over again, they would jump ship. Well, I jumped ship. But that's another, it's very much another story. Yeah, so have you, did you do what you wanted to do as a, as a nurse or a physio? Yes. <laughs> I tell you, your life hangs on the turn of a, 
on an accident, if you like. I thought, I don't do, I'm not good with children. Yeah. And I said, I'm not good with old people because I'm not, again, not kind enough, not sympathetic enough. I was 22, yeah. 21, 22. I thought the only thing I can do is go to a big general. And maybe with a bit of luck and the wind behind me, I'll get a blinding flash of illumination one day and I will know. Yeah. So I went to Portsmouth General, which was the doctor's hospital. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the first patient I had was a young man of 22, two broken legs and a crushed pelvis. Yeah. And he was in hospital, strung up on pulleys and wires. And I treated him for oh probably six weeks or so yeah. and then yet, yet the day came when the doctor said i think he can stand and i managed to get him to stand he fainted Pick, we got him picked up the following day i said no he had to the bed stand and it took me a week to get him to put weight properly on his feet and the way i got him to stand was i walked down the, down the ward backwards with his hands on my shoulders and three quarters of his weight on my <laughs> shoulders yeah and i ducked out and left him in the middle of the ward oh well and he had to walk <laughs> well listen to this Stuart. about a month later i looked out of the window in the hospital and that boy was running after a bus. Oh wow. And yeah. I thought You've done it. He's running on my he's running on my willpower. Yeah. He's running on my willpower. Yeah. Because I coaxed and cajoled and bullied them. <laughs> uh, I bullied him, which was really the path the battle. Yeah. And he was running like a steer on my willpower. And I thought that is what I trained to do. Learning to walk, or you could get a car. Phoenix FM Travel News, in association with the Beaches Care and Nursing Home, London Road, Brentwood. This is Phoenix FM. If you're just joining us, we've been deep in conversation with 104-year-old Greta Brandler. And when I arrived to speak to Greta, uh, we set aside about half an hour for a chat. Uh, which, as you can imagine, uh, turned into almost two hours. Uh, she was great to talk to, so sharp and so full of so much wisdom. Uh, I, I don't usually prepare questions in advance when I talk to people. I just, just chat to them uh, when I do the interviews. But I, I did have one question I was keen to ask Greta. 
Phoenix FM. 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 If you could give someone one piece of advice who's born today, a little girl or a little boy, what would you tell them from all your experience? What advice would I give to young people? Yeah. I would say, be your own person. Go for it. You're only offered chances maybe once in a lifetime. Don't sit there and watch the chances pass you by. Yeah. Grab it. Yeah. Seize the moment. Seize the moment. If you have an opportunity to do something different, you might never get a chance again. So you've got to take, you have to take your chances. And if you're offered something, say yes. Yes. Because you might only get one chance. Yeah, don't be afraid to it, go it, with it. it, it people, people I know, fra young people today, are not willing to do that, Stuart. They are not. They ha have an opportunity for you to go to Australia or something, mm. offered a job, and they chicken out. Yeah. Everybody's born inside a box. Is that so? And, and they live inside that environment. A lot of people never actually come out of that box. Yeah. They don't want to risk facing life on their own. Yeah. yeah. They're not sure enough. They don't want to be rebuffed. Mm. Now, I have said to so many people, you know, the world is full of lonely people who would love to connect with somebody. They don't know how. They're frightened of being rebuffed. But if you think, if you don't stretch out your hand, Stuart, yeah. nobody will take it. And that's what I learned to do. That's what I learned to do very early on, especially in hospital, because people come to you and they're ill and they need reassurance. And don't send them away empty-handed. You have to take your chances. You really do. But you have to also be tolerant for other people because, Stuart, you know as well as I do, we're not geared at the same speed, any of us. Mm. Some people move fast, some people move slow. Some people can can get a grip on the situation, other people it goes over their heads. Yeah, yeah. You know, you've got to be able to empathise with people, get to know them. And I learned that when I was working in hospital because we only had half an hour. And that time you have to know the patient's background. Yeah. So you move in close well, and you move in fast. You need to know, because many, many times when I treated patients from hot and want, up here, I used to look at this woman, she'd come to me with stress and stiff shoulders and stiff neck, and I knew that if her husband had gone out and got run over by a bus and got killed, it would all have gone. Yeah. It was that, that sort of thing. You've got to be able to feel it. Yeah, yeah. You know, Sense. and you've got to let your patient know that you know without actually saying it. Right, yeah. you've got to let her know that you that you know what exactly what the score is, and she can stop putting on a brave face and talking about her gardener and her this and her tennis court and this and that and the other. I'll tell you a funny story. My husband used to say, my husband used to say to me, "What were you doing with that patient uh, when you were between two and three? We didn't go into the surgery until half past two." And I used to say, Hans, she stood on my doorstep with tears brimming in her eyes, and I thought, I've got to stop that. 
So I took her in, I walked away from her to give her a chance to gather herself up, into the kitchen, said, sit down, came back with a cup of coffee and a liqueur. <laughs> like a glass of liqueur and a cup of coffee yeah. and said to her now knock that back the liqueur and drink the coffee <laughs> and then we sat and we gossiped her and had a few laughs and then I took her up and I gave her half her treatment but she went out with a big smile on her face now if she comes in on the verge of tears and she goes out happy and smiling does it matter how you do it yeah. And if that's what it takes, a drink and a knock it down with a cup of coffee, <laughs> a bit of a laugh, a bit of a gossip. Yeah, you've made them feel better. That's you've, the point. You've made them feel better. This is Phoenix 98 FM. Now, we've been talking to Greta Brandler on the show today, who recently turned 104 years old. Uh, and to put that time frame into perspective, so we can really appreciate just how much the world has changed during her life. Uh, the last part. Uh, the last bit of this conversation I'm going to share with you uh, is, is when I asked her a bit about what the world was like uh, when she was growing up. This is Phoenix 98FM. I went to school on a donkey. Oh, wow. <laughs> like that. You've got a picture of a donkey in the corner of the room. With a, with a chicken as well. <laughs> That's it. I brought up on a farm. Yeah. I've got them now. But now in those days, you went to school at six. Oh, right. In Ireland. Yeah. And my father put me one Monday morning on a donkey, Nancy, and walked me to school, which was a mile and a half. Yeah. And he did that for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. On the Monday morning following, he put me on the donkey, gave the donkey a slap and said, off you go. And the donkey had enough sense to walk me to school, to take me to school. <laughs> Cheaper than a bus. <laughs> Mind, there were no buses, and we, and we didn't have a car. Yeah. I mean, there were no cars. And wow. we're talking about 1916, uh, 1718, Washing machines. Completely different world. All those things. You couldn't fly anywhere. If you wanted to go somewhere, you had to go with a horse and a pony trap. Yeah. And you didn't see your relations maybe more than once a year because it was a day's journey to get there. So things were so very, very, very different. Nobody had a bathroom. Do you know that at the end of the war, just over 50% of the homes had no bathrooms? Wow. That was yeah. 1919. What year were you born? Uh, 1990. So... Uh, you get back into your farm. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was old. <laughs> sure, do me a favour, get back into your pram. <laughs> no, Stuart, I have been exceedingly very lucky. Um, I'm grateful for having good health. I broke my hip when I was 100 and went in the hospital, came out. Yeah. Per, okay. Still good. So, but I mean, the deafness is, the deafness is a, a big handicap. Mm. Yeah. Some people's voices, you've got a soft voice, it, yeah. does, it doesn't come across. You can't hear it. No. <laughs> I, I mean, I've done the best I can with you. <laughs> That's what my mum said. Yeah. Half, half the time I didn't know what you were talking about. 
because I couldn't leave. You did very well. Thank you for talking to us. A great pleasure. A pleasure. <laughs> Happy birthday. And I'll tell you something. I don't want to have to write a solicitor's letter. <laughs> no, you're all right. I think you're okay. <laughs> this is Phoenix 98 FM. 98. 98 FM. 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 Greta Brandler, 4 years old and still so full of life genuinely uh, we'll treasure some of the advice she gave us and I hope you will too uh, if you've just joined us or you want to hear any of that interview again you can go to phoenixfm.com all the stuff will be on the website in the next couple of days you'll be able to hear all of that chat without interruptions without adverts and all the rest of it genuine gold life advice <laughs> take it run with it make your lives better cheers Greta uh, just, just before I left the room <laughs> the uh, the mics were still on and uh, I felt we had to leave this little bit in because it really shows a little bit of Greta's personality uh, but this is what she said to me just after I'd finished my tea and I was saying goodbye to her uh, I think I, I wished her a happy birthday and this is what she said George, at, at my party every year I said to the assembled company uh, and the, uh, watched their faces if you lot live long enough, I'll see you here next year.
Go to phoenixfm.com and listen to online guest interviews. Check the events for your area and listen to great radio online.